0: You are listening to the Amen Corner, a JCast Network podcast. For more information about other JCast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media.
1: Welcome to a special midsummer edition of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild.
0: And I'm Stephen Cook.
1: So, Yo. We're, so we're interrupting your summer vacation <laughs> to bring you fascism.
0: Oh my God. American
1: style. Dude. It's fucking nuts, man.
0: Insanity.
1: Before we get into this. Okay. Before yeah. we talk about anything. Yeah. We have to talk about Michael Brooks. Mmm. We have to.
0: Dude, as I was texting you the other day, it's been very, very hard for me to process this because I've been just insanely busy with work stuff. So
1: why why don't you tell our listeners who Michael was?
0: Michael was uh, a journalist, a podcaster. He was a guy I met a bunch of years ago when he was producing for someone else. And then he uh, became part of something called The Majority Report. Um, some people may know the majority report by Sam Cedar, and he would often sit in for Sam and then he, he, he branched out with his own, the Michael Brooks show. And, and over the course of the last couple of years, he's really coming into his own. The Michael Brooks show was really taking off, um, particularly in kind of lefty circles and stuff like that. He had over a
1: hundred thousand like listeners,
0: right? Like, right. I, mean, I mean, this
1: was a big, he was It big. was becoming,
0: it was becoming really big, yeah. and um, Michael and I actually co-authored uh, when I was writing for Salon, like we co-authored together, um, but separate from all of his professional accomplishments and how smart he was, Yeah. and, and I, and he graciously asked me to um, be on, uh, on his show a couple of times, which is a testament to his kind of intellectual honesty because Michael had views that were far to the left of mine um but we always had an, you know interesting conversations and he was very respectful of my views and I was respectful of his and I could see where they where they came together and there was a genuine interest he was a big supporter of Kurdish rights and whatever and we talked a lot about these issues anyway uh was it Monday or Tuesday? It was Monday. Monday, word came that Michael died suddenly. He had a um, he had an embolism.
1: He was 36 years old. He hadn't been feeling old. well,
0: apparently. 36, 36. 36 years
1: old. 36. But 36. 36. The connection to the Amen Corner is important. When, when you and I started to throw around mm-hmm. the idea of a podcast, you took us to to talk to Michael. Yeah. I remember the three of us sat down at a coffee We were in a cafe in like
0: the West Village.
1: It was in Chelsea.
0: Chelsea, okay.
1: Cafe Grumpy. Um, (laughs) Good memory, dude. No, I mean, and I remember meeting him with you, and he was funny, and he was obviously smart, and young, and ambitious, and just a a good guy. Right. And then... I met him a couple of other times once at your book event. Right. And then he and I went out, you know, just the two of us for coffee. Right. And he was just a good he was a a good kid. Like he was great. So smart. And you know what you were saying about how he would bring you on his show even though his views were to the left of yours. And you know he was so like, his was a
0: genuinely I mean, authentic but, voice of a yeah, new but generation he also, oh.
1: But he was intellectually Go. honest.
0: Yeah. Right. And it came, from, it, it, was,
1: it came from his humanity. Right. Right? Like, he yeah. was just a good person. And from that goodness came his political views. Right. Um, so... And it, it was devastating. When I saw just, this on Twitter... I couldn't believe it. I mean, he's 36 years old. 36 years old. He was working the day before. Right. Like, this hit out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Just an incredible loss. I mean, you called me, and I was like, what? Yeah. I, it just... Like, in a, in a six months, in a summer of horror shows, this yeah. is, you know...
1: Really it, it, sad. It, Just so sad.
0: So unbelievably sad.
1: And it's sad to me because he was so young. And like you said, he was really starting to hit his stride. Yeah. And that's what makes this a tragedy, right? Like, yep. he didn't fulfill the potential right. that was right, right and, there. It was and there. The, and
0: it was going to get fulfilled. It absolutely was going to get fulfilled. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind that. That potential that he was going to do all the things that he wanted to do, uh, and then some. Um, he was really and you know, you know and change minds and, and educate people on the so, on the process.
1: You know when when he was here after you know we had that book event here for you after the official right. one, and he and I took a cab back together and we were hanging out and he ended up talking to Jordan for a yeah. long time. And as he was leaving, he looked at me and goes, That kid's smart. And well, I'm, he is I, smart. Yeah, but I'm thinking, all right, if Michael Brooks says you <laughs> <Right. smart,
0: laughs> Dude, like, Michael, he would blow me away because he we'd be sitting there talking, he'd be like, Have you read? Have you read and like I think i have read a lot of stuff. But like
1: he just absorbed this stuff. Oh, man, absorbed. He was talking to me about like Michael Manley and Jamaican <laughs> politics. <laughs> I'm like man, I don't know anything about this. <laughs>
0: One of one of his great, and this is this is one of his great claims, though he did perhaps the greatest Sebastian uh, Gorka impression, right of anybody,
1: uh, right. Let's not forget he was funny as hell,
0: funny as hell, exactly. And he would
1: do these impressions, and Gorka right. was one of his one of his big ones. He did like um, Nation of Islam Obama, <laughs> yes. right wing Nelson Mandela it was crazy crazy good crazy good here's
0: just, here's the thing I, I i recommend that listeners of ac go cuz you can listen to the shows and they're yeah. terrific they're absolutely terrific and
1: remember when know, you and I, it, it, remember when you and i complained that we had to pay money to be <laughs> <to Mina>, like <laughs> to go on patreon to help support him and we bitched about it but we did it we right? did it. We did it because he was our friend, right? Right. I don't, Absolutely. You know, it's So life is so fucking cruel. Cruel. And just it's unfair. And yeah. you know, as I tell my kids, you should never expect life to be fair. But this—that's exactly this, right. This just—I remember
0: having this. I had a similar conversation with Bruce a couple of years ago, where <laughs> he said, "You know, I've come to realize that like." you know, what comes around doesn't always come around. Right. That it's not always going to be fair. And I was like, I think that's part of being an adult. Yeah, but this, you is figure so this, this is so
1: sad. This is
0: tragic. I mean, so young, yeah. so full of potential, just a, a wonderful human being.
1: I'll tell you, the, the outpouring of love that I saw right. this week is yeah. really a testament to how many lives he touched. And just to yeah. talk, you know, you just read these, these stories of people who just, like, they talked to them, or they had coffee with them, or they had drinks right. with them. And then he, that was it. He was their friend. Right. Right? And I was like, that's right. yeah, that's exactly what happened with me. Like,
0: right. He was a producer. When I met him, he was producing for someone else. Yeah. I think I might have been Reza Aslan. Uh-huh. And, and it was Michael who did the interview. Right. And I was like, this dude is smart. <laughs> And then we stayed in touch. And he was like, hey, we should do stuff together. I think it would be great. I think we have interests that overlap. I'd really love to discuss. And we always did. And then, you know, like, you know, it'd go a little while. And then I'd get a text message. He'd be like, hey, man, I'm just checking in with you. How are you doing? And stuff like that. Just like a, I don't know.
1: Yeah, every once in a while, he would text the two of us together.
0: Right.
1: Right. Usually about Gorka.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had some funny funny things on it, those text chains yeah. I gotta go look at them
1: Sebastian Gorka
0: Sebastian Gorka yeah friend of mine here was thinking about buying a Mustang convertible and I was like dude you can't do that and he's like why not he's like I actually test drove it's really great I was like look I'm not a car guy or anything like that it's not about the car I don't know anything about it I said but Sebastian Gorka drives a Mustang convertible with some cheesy license plate
1: I love that and he's like, "Oh, okay. I'm
0: definitely not buying the car."
1: Enough said.
0: Enough said.
1: Yeah, no. It's just so sad. Well,
0: anyway, I, I do think I encourage people to go and listen to the to to Michael's shows and um, get a taste of it because we are the world is is miss is gonna miss Michael and his wit and his talent, and his intellect and his empathy. Very much so. But I think one of the good things is. Um, you know, I, I talked to him a couple times during COVID and I was on the show with him. Um, I, I think, you know, the, a lot of the things that he worked for in his young life were hopefully starting to, things were starting to change. And people were starting to see things in ways that, you know, he would have, he wanted and, and I think would continue. Now we just got to, we got to defeat the fascism in the country to kind of realize some of those, those things. And and it is,
1: it is bad,
0: dude. It's
1: getting really bad. It's like it's the last to last week and a half. Things well between
0: really the bad. Portland stuff and yeah. Chad saying that he his 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 stormtroopers can. Can go arrest people. They, want, they can go anywhere they want, and they can arrest people even if they haven't committed a crime. Pro-
1: proactively. Pro- proactively. So mean? if you're, wa- we can. Proactively I think it means if you're
0: wearing people. black, if you're walking down the street and you're wearing a black T-shirt, yeah. So in, in, okay. within two square blocks of the
1: Hatfield Courthouse in Portland, Oregon, these stormtroopers can arrest you. So, so basically, the federal. Uh, agents have come in to Portland and now other cities too, including Seattle Albuquerque and Chicago and Albuquerque. Right. And ostensibly, they are there to protect federal property. So, right? so well, one
0: thing, Portland is specific to protect federal property. Uh-huh. What I, I heard this on NPR yesterday because they were actually interviewing someone in Albuquerque. They were talking specifically about Albuquerque, Chicago's separate. I don't know about yeah. that. But what they were saying was that in Albuquerque and and actually Kansas City this is allegedly some joint FBI ATF some, uh, to go after gun violence. That it's is, that yeah. they, this guy, at least this spokesperson for the government is saying they're there, this is a kind of routine thing that the federal government does when there are spikes in gun violence and so on and so forth. But uh-huh. the suspicion is the suspicion is that these de- and and what's particularly insidious is that the stormtroopers in Portland are people from customs and border protection. Right. And that's particularly bad because these people routinely violate people's human rights. And so that's like part of their training and now they're bringing it into the country.
1: Well, we um, saw this at Lafayette Square in DC right. in June. That's
0: exactly right. And
1: they had DEA agents also. Right. right.
0: And and if you read Tim Snyder's book on tyranny, this is one. Of, this is a this is a warning sign. Michelle Goldberg yeah. referenced it in a column this week. Um, but you know Snyder's book, you know, twenty signs. This is one of those signs. And so what's frightening about not just Portland, but the Albuquerque, Kansas City, Chicago, whatever, is that are they sending these people in for the reasons that they say, or is it cover for what will eventually become these kinds of Stormtrooping type things, and of course, it's for it's for political reasons. It's like the Reichstag fire, right? Yeah. So it, the 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 protests in Portland, which again is in like a two or three block square block area, were starting to peter out. It was, yeah. And then these guys show
1: up and that was jacked up for
0: regime yep. change.
1: Yeah, and it's escalated.
0: Exactly, and this is Trump can say law and order. And right. there can be these obscene commercials on television about suburbia and grandma calling nine one one. Right. And people are willing to give themselves over to this.
1: Well, some people.
0: Well, I I, I texted you yesterday. Yeah. Af- late afternoon, and I said, "Is your neighborhood like Afghanistan?" You must have been like before. I followed up. Must have been like what? <laughs> and that's because my high school class was engaged in in spirited debate with one of our members
1: yeah.
0: who had claimed that New York City was just like Afghanistan and they, and they, they needed to have these federal stormtroopers to restore order. That is another sign. What's, that, the,
1: what's the evidence that this person was providing?
0: Um, that they tried to take over... Uh, well, the evidence was that her nephew is an NYPD police officer uh-huh. and that her nephew's partner was a Marine in Afghanistan. Oh. And I said, "Rest assured, there's nothing about New York City that's like Afghanistan."
1: Certainly, in bad, any event,
0: in my neighborhood. So I, 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 I texted Peter McCall, another AC lead listener and a, and a dear yeah. friend who lives on the East Side, and I was like, "Hey, you see any Taliban rumble through Seventy Second Street?"
1: You yeah. know, <laughs> like, anyway. The rolling but, down. But more that. to the point, I mean, as
0: absurd as she was, yeah. In saying these things, this is another sign where people are willing to believe. Now, the president said it's like Afghanistan, and people are obviously taking this to heart. And so now people are willing to give themselves over to the president and the the idea of stormtroopers in the streets of New York City who are proactively arresting people for the sake of
1: order. I'm not, because
0: it's just like Afghanistan. But I'm, this not, is,
1: I'm not convinced. Yeah. That, and I, I, you know, God, I, I don't want to be naive or completely off base on this. But I'm not convinced that outside of certain outliers like your high school friend, that people are buying this line of, of well, argument. Because most people at this point, given where we are, Given the right. fact that the corruption is undeniable, the right. incompetence right. is undeniable. hundred almost almost one hundred and fifty thousand dead Americans. No right. plan in place to right. deal with this pandemic. Right. So the the Black Lives Matter movement uh, has been protesting now for almost two months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people, and again, I hope that I'm not naive here. How many people I, are still swayable at this point?
0: I, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like you can't take anything for granted. I, I know I, the polls. No, no. I know the polls I'm not look saying, good. I'm not I know. And anything. what was heartening was that most people in this debate told her that she was being absurd. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is there are there more people out there who say who are. Affected by this. Look, this is a we, we've discussed this. This is a country that is racist, systemic racism, that white resentment is extremely strong. Yeah. That you talk things like urban culture. The, I mean, we laugh at what the president said about suburban housewives, but I mean, it's an absurd kind of thing that the the suburbs have become more diverse. I mean, this is like a kind of 1950s kind of construct. But at the same time, how can we take this for... We can't take anything for granted. You have to double and redouble our efforts. No, 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 I understand. I know you're not saying that. I know you're not saying that. But to me, it's not hard to believe that people get sucked into this. It's it's not at all. Especially with the president tweeting... Videos and pictures of Ukraine from 2014 and telling people that it's Radio City Music Hall and stuff like that. Right. right?
1: Well, like I wrote to you yesterday, I'm way more concerned with either the elections being tampered with, the elections not being held, or the results not being honored than I am with him actually winning.
0: I think this intersects with it. What's that? I, 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 I and Desperately afraid of all of those things, too. Um, And Lauren and I were having, um, we went for a a morning walk, a long walk, and we were like kind of running those scenarios through our heads. And it was a, we had a lovely walk, but it was really a a frightening conversation. And I'm worried about that. And Farid Zakaria had a piece in yesterday's Washington Post that was deeply unsettling, which he laid out a number of scenarios that happened between Election Day and December. Right. Right. That were just frightening, but I think that this this incident with the Facebook and my high school classmates intersects with it, because here's this woman saying we need this this type of security and so on and so forth, uh-huh. and you can easily see once she's made that
1: step, right?
0: Her saying, "Well, of course we need to delay the elections because oh, yeah, of, of the chaos in the streets." Right. Well. It was going to be an illegitimate election because of the chaos in the streets. Right. And
1: you know you can see right. that someone wants. That's, that's the real fear, right? right? And that's what the federal troops in those cities does.
0: Right. Right. That's exactly right.
1: That
0: uh, this is this is an election ploy right. on the part that's of exactly. so that's
1: all this is the
0: president and William Barr. Yep.
1: yep. And right. then you you wonder like and so you wonder on election day are those federal troops going to be there to intimidate voters? The, right. Or,
0: or just, you know, the, 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 the Republicans are recruiting tens of thousands of quote-unquote poll watchers. Yeah. What does that mean? That's intimidation. We You know, we see, we see that in Egypt, um, where uh, when there were like, well, there were never legitimate elections, and when there were elections, people from the regime show up.
1: Oh, you know what so, else we saw recently? In Israel. Right. That the Likud sent observers to the polling stations.
0: Right. And so this is particularly, you know what, Lauren and I decided this morning, we were going to vote in person. Yeah. We're going to go to early voting and we're going to vote in person.
1: No matter what. No but matter a, what. But again, you know, you're living in an right. area where you have a polling station that you know is going to be open and that you know right. the know. lines won't be ridiculous. Right. But you're not living in Milwaukee. No, i know where right. there's going to be, like, two polling stations for, right. you know, right. 300,000 people. That's right. I know. And so, again,
0: you're right. going, so you know, are your vote these...
1: in Maryland, in suburban Maryland, my vote in New York City, like, we're not the ones that right. we need to be worried about. It's Wisconsin. It's
0: Pennsylvania.
1: It's these right. battleground states where, and what happens, you know, I'm sure you read these pieces, too, like. What happens if they if the Russians uh, attack the power grid somewhere? Uh, right. Like I think the example he used was Detroit on right. election day. Right. So now nobody in Detroit can vote. And and guess what? The the president and Vladimir
0: Putin have had seven phone calls since March.
1: Well, one this week, I think.
0: Seven phone calls. That's highly unusual. Now, again. Not to engage in conspiracy right. theorizing and so on and so forth. There's actually right. a lot on the Russian-U.S. agenda. Yeah. But, again, you can't take anything for granted. And what was interesting was we're just learning about these phone calls now. As a matter of routine, there's generally a readout that's produced by the White House and the Kremlin or the White House and whoever, whatever world leader. It is. Yeah. It's usually a bunch of boilerplate, but at least it indicates that, you know, the public knows that the president was on the phone with a foreign leader. So, I don't, it, all these things intersect in ways that are deeply frightening, that, yeah. that there's going to be some percentage of the American people, and I'm not willing to hazard a guess as to how big or small it is, that is going to be willing to go along with whatever it is that the president and William Barr and their enablers in the Republican caucus in the Senate say yeah. because of security, because of anarchy, because of... Black Lives Matter. It's, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, that will justify delaying or stealing an election I mean, or justify violence in the streets.
1: That's what they're poised to right. do. Because they understand at some level that they can't win any other way. They cannot win. So, it's I, I'm sure you've seen the same polling that everybody else has seen. I wonder, because everyone always goes back to 2016 where they're like, sure, Hillary was leading in the polls too, and the polls are meaningless. Right. The difference is back in 2016, the number of people who call themselves undecided.
0: Right. Right. That's
1: a much smaller number today. Right. That's right. That's right. And and quite honestly, if you're undecided now, you're either an (laughs) idiot or a liar. Right. Right. You're a liar.
0: Wasn't it David Sedaris that he said, it's like when they come to you on the plane and they're like, would you like, you know, Shit with glass in it or the chicken and you say, how's the chicken made?
1: Right. (laughs) But honestly, like any, anybody who says they're undecided, you have to assume they're voting for Trump and they're just not saying it. And they're not saying it. Or many people who say that they're voting for Biden and will really vote for Trump. I feel like there are fewer of those people who are ashamed. I, I of certainly hope
0: so. Look, there's there's a bunch of things that happened in 2016 that I would like to think has changed. Yeah. But I'm not willing to take that step. No, mentally. You're
1: right. We, then we can, I would like to think that. For granted.
0: I would like to think that the president saying, be equivocating as to whether he would accept the results of the election, is just kind of this Trumpist bullshit that no. we. But of course it's not because it
1: everything he and his people say.
0: When they say, oh, he's just saying it, it ends up not to be the case.
1: He means it. But he said that in 2016 also. What and he won. Well, if he hadn't won, he wouldn't have accepted the results. And there would have been chaos. Right. We're delaying the chaos basically And so now now there's the
0: chaos plus COVID. Yeah. Plus, like, desperate, desperate Republicans. I mean, Ted Cruz, you know, during the 2016, when I believed that there was, you know, Donald Trump was this phenomenon, but I didn't believe that he was really going to get the nomination. Yeah. My I was focused on, you know, Ted Cruz. Remember, I was just obsessed with Ted Cruz. The other day, Ted Cruz said, because they're trying to hash out this COVID relief thing, yeah. and the Republicans are in disarray, and they don't want to help, and so on and so forth. And he said, the Democrats want to keep this country shut down and 40 million people unemployed just to win the election. Yeah. So they're des- these are the kinds of things that desperate people say. They,
1: they are desperate, but again... They own the hundred and forty thousand dead people. They own it. I, they absolutely do. You know, do. they can say like China, 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 but guess right. what? No other country in the world has handled right. this as badly. Badly, as we have. right? We still don't have a national plan for testing no, or contact geez. tracing. We still can't open the schools nationwide. It's it's, it's absurd that he has started
0: these. These briefings again, just him, and he's reading from a script, and he's getting
1: credit for reading from a script. They, you know, they set the bar so low for him, and they keep lowering it. This, the it's media really is like completely complicit crazy. in this. And we've said this for four years. The media so I'm like
0: great. He read from a script saying people should should wear masks and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Where is the strategy?
1: Exactly. And don't call him presidential for saying like put on a mask. And he's still saying forty thousand people needlessly died. And they're still insisting that the schools reopen. Well, that's the thing. There's no plan. Right. There's no plan, and I mean, you know, the New York Times, the Daily. Uh, a couple of days ago, talked about schools reopening. And there were some statistics about how kids really right. don't spread the disease that much and, right. you know, all these things. However, it's, we're not just talking about children when we're talking about schools. Right. Yes, schools educate children, what? but who's working at the schools? And, and, and then, you know, for, it, for, and then to, ask teachers, to ask teachers to come in and not only put themselves at risk, but put their families at risk
0: wait a second, then, yeah. this, then keep in mind that that incompetent rube, Deborah Burks, <sighs> she she keeps talking about children in terms of percentages. Well, we know only like right. 3 or 4% of children are infected.
1: Well, that's like 10 or 12,000 people. Right. So how many children's lives are, um, are expected? Maybe they, so they won't be sick. Maybe
0: they won't get so desperately sick. Some very small percentage of children actually die. But again, like you point out, the teachers, the uh, the maintenance people. Everybody.
1: What about the families? Everybody. The families right. of these people. So, right. So, you know, again, I'm in New York City. We were hit really hard, right. as everybody knows, in the beginning. But now, we've turned the corner and we're managing this. Right. Even here, they can't figure yeah, out... You know, it's American very schools. impressive
0: for a place that's kind of like
1: Afghanistan. Kandahar. Yeah. Yeah. But even here, they're struggling with how to open the schools right. safely. And there's no question. Right. There's no way that the kids are going back to a five-day-a-week in-person learning experience. Right. That's not happening. Even We're virtual in through
0: January. I just, uh, spent, oh, I just spent like $500 upgrading. We got a new router, and the guy's coming out, and they're going to pump a gigabyte of data into the house because... Allegedly, that. the plan here in Montgomery County is that the teachers are going to teach remotely. Yeah. In the spring, it was ten thirty at night on a Sunday. They would get their assignments for the week, and they could check in. But now, allegedly, there's going to be actual instruction. So the two kids on Zoom at the same time, and me intermittently, yeah. on, intermittently yeah. on Zoom doing meetings.
1: It's a lot of, bandwidth. Mean, a lot of bandwidth. A Lot
0: of bandwidth. A lot of bandwidth. Listen. So the colleges, we're not even close to normalcy. No,
1: the colleges that announced like that, that they were going to have in-person learning. Or not total, right. but partial.
0: Right.
1: Guess what? There. What's happening with Swarthmore? They're reminding? reevaluating that. So Swarthmore announced that for that freshmen and sophomores will be invited to campus. Uh huh. Juniors and seniors will not. Okay. Because everybody is going to have to have their own room, and again, we're right. talking about a small college where it's right. easier to manage. It's actually easier, right? Uh, if you're a junior or a senior and you're living off campus and you think that that's how you're going to get back on, you will have zero access to the campus. So if you, you well, know if Jordan and his buddies said we're going to get an apartment, you know, two blocks away, they're right. not allowed. No, it's a to bubble on campus.
0: It's got to be a bubble,
1: right? So there's no, there is nothing but online learning for him, and that's the only option. Right. So uh, one of his friends. Uh, her school had announced that they would have you know blend a mixed experience. Right. With kids coming back to campus, and now guess what? Three weeks nope. later, they sent an email saying we're reevaluating. Right. And you know that's just the first step to yeah, yeah nobody's coming back to campus.
0: Of course. So, I don't know how they're going to do it at the bigger schools. The bigger it schools. It just seems it's, impossible. It's,
1: it is impossible. It's impossible.
0: Now, the the, the, I, the example I always use is. When they showed me where the freshman at University of, uh, at Michigan State, when I was out there giving a book talk, yeah. the freshman dorm, it was like a complex of dorms, but they called it the freshman dorm.
1: Yeah. It was like 4,000 kids. Michigan State's enormous. Right? I was like, that's two
0: vassars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And Justin. laughs> right, Holy crap. Right. Yeah. The, you can't control who comes in and out. Those places are like little cities.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly, and
1: you can't contain it. So, given the fact that we don't have contact tracing, we don't have adequate adequate testing. We have nothing. We have nothing. Jordan. We have took nothing. A, Jordan took a COVID test nine days ago. Right. No results.
0: I had. I got results.
1: Well, you got results because you had a. You were in the hospital. I had a medical issue. You had an issue. So,
0: so this will be a this will be a test to see whether my sister, my nephews, or my mother still listen to AC yeah. because they don't know anything about this. Oh, really? They have no idea that I was in the hospital and that I was um, I was there for an afternoon. <laughs> but it quarantine. was not for COVID. I was not for COVID. Uh, I was dehydrated because yeah. um, of a number of a series of stupid things that I did. But as they explained to me in the hospital that the. Uh, symptoms of dehydration overlap with the symptoms of COVID-19.
1: So you so, saw it. they just out of an abundance of caution, caution they right. tested you. They me and had to
0: quarantine.
1: You texted me like I'm in my basement self-quarantining. I'm like this doesn't sound like look I'm not a medical expert but this sounds like dehydration.
0: So, <laughs> when, I, when I gave you the rundown of what I had yeah, done to myself. Yeah
1: and you're like, Again, I'm like, and I'm thinking, of course, when you're in this situation, you're worried because, you know, you should be worried. But I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm not worried about this. Like if I were worried, right. like, I would feel like, okay, this is fucked up. I'm concerned. But I'm like, yeah, he'll be fine by right tomorrow. Right, right, right. So
0: I got it back in 30 hours. Yeah, but that's because you, you, you had to. I mentioned my buddy Gretchen, who's a listener, her husband got tested. I think he's waiting on day 14. So now
1: it was ridiculous. It's not worth it. So now he's beyond the time where he can expose. Right, me. right,
0: right. I, I believe we're, I believe we're up to day fourteen. I was waiting, and he went to the same place that we had gone before we went to visit my mom in mid June, and we got the results in less than twenty four hours in yeah. mid June. Wow. So it gives you a sense of how things are creeping up. Now Maryland seems to it's we it had gone down, yeah, and in Montgomery County it was still going down, but now it's more like we're chugging along at the same level. Well, but more and more people are getting tested, and so on and so forth. So
1: listen, listen I told you when I was when I took the kids out to the protest in D.C. and we were staying in Montgomery County, and we went out to pick up food. I was in right. shock. I was right. in shock by the fact that people were walking around without masks on.
0: So it's. I think it's changed since then because. Well, I hope so because it was fucked up. I, Lauren, Lauren insists that in the supermarket it is a hundred percent mask compliance. Yeah, and. We went out earlier to run to a couple of places. Uh-huh. We only saw people not wearing masks outside. So we went to we went to quickly... The, the farmer's market is doing a really good job of social distancing and metering people who go in and so on and so forth. And we wanted to get a couple of things at the farmer's market. So we went there. And it's in actually near where... the It's in the same complex where you went and got your dinner that night. Yeah. And we only saw a couple of people... They, uh, they weren't going to, they were like walking through this area Yeah. Who, and they were outside who weren't wearing masks. Now, to my mind, you know, there's actually a fair number of people walking around in this area. It's sort of tricked out to look like a downtown. They should have been wearing their masks. But I'd say two out of a hundred people weren't wearing Okay, because uh,
1: it was definitely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that May. was May. And yeah, no, that was, it was, it was June. Oh, right. It was June. June.
0: Early June. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's much, much better. That's but still, you've you got problems. I'm sure there's people who are, you know, whatever. I think you, New York is in a, a relatively unique situation because it was like Italy. Yeah. When New York shut down, it shut down like a European city right. shut down. We never had that.
1: But we also now... Look, you go anywhere, people are wearing masks. Right. And that's the difference maker. Right. And now the studies are coming out that that is the difference maker. Wear right. a mask. And, of course, that's right. the one thing that lunatics right. won't do because it somehow right. impinges on their freedom. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you want to talk about the shithole country?
0: Right. That's a shithole where, country. Where's the
1: shithole country now for right. real? Right. The country that uh, the EU, no EU country will right. allow us to enter into their...
0: We can go to Egypt. <laughs> we can go to Yemen. This is where Americans are still welcoming. Like Egypt, Yemen, and a couple of other places.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That sounds Maybe good. Maybe
0: turkey. Maybe turkey. Um, I don't know. Right. I don't know how we would get there, though. <laughs> anyway.
1: And Before we go, I want you to, I want to play a little uh, word association. Word game with you. Not a word association. Okay. I want you to repeat the word that I say. Okay. Person. Person. Woman. Woman. Man. Man. Camera. Camera. TV. TV? Now, I'm going to say them all, and then you repeat after me. Okay. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Go.
0: Person, woman, man, camera, TV.
1: Try it one more time.
0: Okay, 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 (laughs) okay.
1: Can you do this?
0: Person, woman, man, camera, TV.
1: Hey. All right. All right. Isn't that amazing? You are. It's amazing. I'm astounded. I've never seen anything quite like that, and I've given this test a lot.
0: <laughs> the number of memes and T-shirts yeah. that are coming out with this is just astonishing.
1: Did you like the meme that I <laughs> sent you yesterday with Vincent yeah. the Chin? <laughs> yes. Walking around in his bathroom. Oh God. This is <sighs> this is the shithole country. Oh, and then God, pray for us. Oh man. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't, look,
0: here's I just, what I have to say to people the Midsummer's, yeah. Midsummer AC special. Let's, we have to be vigilant. There is the specter of fascism. It's, there is the specter that the election can real. be stolen. It's, it's very, very real. very real. We have to be vigilant. We have to work on behalf of the rule of law in the country. That means. Protest. That means working our asses off to get people elected. That means donating money. That means speaking up. That means yeah.
1: Doing what, establishing
0: coalitions do. and relationships with people that you wouldn't already or wouldn't otherwise
1: have because you have a common interest except in for, upholding the rule of law. Except for Nazis, there's no except for non- Well, the they're not interested in the right. rule. of
0: law. They're think, on the other side.
1: I think Jordan wants to go to a protest today in New York. I think there's a protest uh, in solidarity with the Portland people.
0: Dude, Chad Wolf says they can
1: proactively
0: arrest people. At least in the minority report, they could look into the future. Right.
1: This is scary. Scary. We're hitting a scary period. Yep. Look, you and I have talked about this for almost four years. And we have been ahead of the curve from the beginning. Well, I mean, yes, I feel like we have been, but at the same time, this wasn't that difficult to predict.
0: No, of course it wasn't. But the fact of the matter is, is that for a long time... People were, you know, they were hemming and hawing, maybe not, oh, guardrails, oh, adults in the room, and And we were like, that's bullshit. There are
1: no guardrails, there are no adults in the room. There never were. And there never were. There were no
0: adults in the room.
1: No. And then to hear somebody like John Bolton say today that Trump is unfit to be president, well, when you were serving him, and if you felt this way, why didn't you do something about it then? And right. that, to come out of government and try to sell your book, and now say right. that he's unfit. Right. Oh, you didn't right. realize it while. Did, you were well, that's him? the other thing.
0: I think we're going to have to hold a lot of people accountable. Yes, we will. Who, who said? Oh, I was trying to save the country. Oh, I was yeah. just. I was. A, they didn't speak out. They didn't do anything. Yep. Yeah.
1: Matt, Mattis. They, Clinton, they actually implemented his policies. Kelly. They all are culpable. They're all culpable, exactly. and now they can't come out and say. I tried and I was the only one we were the ones protecting the system right. from within. Bullshit.
0: Bullshit. Bullshit. Because it wasn't productive.
1: No. Because you knew that this was happening and you allowed it to happen instead of right. stepping in and saying we have the twenty fifth amendment this guy. Right. When you had right. the opportunity. You know, right. this is the way history is always written. Everybody says like oh we should have stopped him here, we should have right. done this. Exactly. Like, nobody knew. Everybody thought we could control Hitler. And you and can't. Let me control guess what Chad Wolf's maniac. excuse
0: is gonna be. Let That's me get your Kirsten Nielsen and Chadwell. I was just following. Just following
1: orders. orders. And just most following people be like, orders. Well, yeah, they're just following orders. Uh, there but you do go. You do. An illegal anyway. order is illegal. Hard exactly. stop. hard Exactly. Stop. All right. Be vigilant, people.
0: Stops, be vigilant.
1: So, it was good to catch up. Exactly. It was good to remember our friend Michael Brooks.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: And we'll dedicate this uh, episode to his memory. Exactly. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we will, uh, maybe we'll do this again when fascism hits in full force. <laughs> <laughs> Talk
0: to you later, dude.
1: Wear your mask, brother. Wear him. Bye.